Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Secrets of Building a Successful Business podcast with your host, James and Neil. Today, we are going to, uh, this is part two of our How to Build a Time Machine um, series. And Neil's got some amazing tips and tricks on how to make your time more effective. And today is also a super special episode because we have um, a guest speaker with us. Um, this guest speaker is my wife, and she is a product manager at Brigham Young University over all of the remote communications tools like Zoom and Slack. And so, as you may guess, she has her hands full right now with this COVID-19 stuff and all of the teachers across campus having to teach their classes remotely. Um, so she has some great stories and experiences about how to manage your time effectively. So um, if you hear a female voice pitching in, that's, that's my wife with her expert advice. So with that, Neil, feel free to take it away. Awesome. Thanks so much, uh, James and Megs. We're happy to have you on the show. I'm excited to hear some of your insights. Uh, but for the listener, last time we talked, we talked a little bit about, you know, creating a time machine by actually controlling your time which will save time that you can then use for other things that you might want to work on. Uh, and so if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and listen to that one. You know, we talk about touching it once because that saves times and your pig headed determination and discipline and things like that. But today there's, there's five other tips that we're going to talk about five other, other goals. And funny enough, the, that before I dive into them, I remember a time in my life where I felt like I was just so busy that I couldn't survive without making my list the night before the day. I, could, I, didn't, I didn't wait till the next morning. I had to write it out before I went to bed and I would have to stick to that list no matter what. If I didn't, it just threw off my game. I was in this mental state of you know, getting these things done in this, this order at this time. And one of the, the, the reason my, my the life was so hectic is because there was, I think I was taking 18 credits. Uh, I was doing some extracurricular school things, as well as I was helping out a nonprofit, uh, which would go to Mexico about every, every six weeks. And we would help with orphanages. We would develop things and we, we would take college students anywhere between like 50 to 220 or 30 college students down with us to these, these, on these trips. And we would just do some just insane things in a period of like four days, just wonderful things. But that took a lot of preparation that alone. And so we had, you know, a few meetings every week where uh, this, this, these people, we'd all get together and say, Hey, this is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. And we were, there was about, about 10 of us that were leaders of this group. And every time we would change what we were leading. And so I remember this one time I was in charge of making sure we got lots of fun little games and things set for the different orphanages, you know, Sometimes people would be in charge of paint. Other people would be in charge of food, uh, whatnot. There's just lots of things to do. But I had a group of about, I want to say about 20, 30 people um, come like in mind that all volunteered. Like, yeah, we want to help, you know, get games donated uh, or things donated so that orphanages have some toys that they can give to the children that the children can play with. And there was this one girl that when she was there, she just seemed unhappy. And I remember being like, what is this girl's problem? And I remember one day on the meeting, I made on the list, okay, I'm going to give 20 minutes to this girl. I'm going to sit down with her and try to talk to her and encourage her, you know, to get her more involved. You know, she's already paid. She's already committed to come with us. And well, super long story short, 
she starts taking up more than 20 minutes. And this is going to sound like me being a, a little overconfident because, you know, my looks are not my bread and butter. If you see me, you'll understand why. But that's, she starts taking more than 20 minutes. In fact, I'm like to the point where it's like, okay, well, we've got to end this. I've got to go. There's more things I have to get done today. And then she's like, well, hey, could you give me a ride home? And I'm like, you know what? If that gets us out of here faster, let's go. And so we give her a ride or I give her a ride. And as I'm dropping her off, she doesn't get out of my car. She just doesn't get out of my car. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, well, okay, we'll see you next week. All right. Um, well, like I'm trying to drop these hints. Of, <laughs> I've got to go. You know, you're wonderful, but I need to leave. Until finally, I just am like, you need to leave now. I have so much to do and it's already 10 p.m. I need you to leave. And she was, she was like, oh, like not offended, but like so confused because she was a very attractive woman. And I don't think she was used to that type of, uh, of negativity in the sense of like, no, no, no. I have other things that I promised I would do. And it is late now. <laughs> and that 20 minutes that I had allotted to her took about an hour, hour and 20 minutes. And it, oh man, that was a frustrating night for me. But I tell you that story because the next tips that are that are that we're going to talk about the next five are all related in this and the first one is make a list you need to write down the things that you need to get done um in that day you know an exercise that i would invite you to do right now and this is all from from chet's book uh that we talked about yesterday and it's the the dang it friggin I just forgot the name of the book. Is it the ultimate salesman? Is that it is. Thank you. Yeah. Ultimate salesman. Um, so I would challenge you guys, and this is his challenge as well. Stop what you're doing right now. Write down the six most important things that you need to get done tomorrow. Okay. So do that. Write down those six things. The next step, you know, that's what I did with my, each of my day uh, on each of my days. I'd write down like not just six. I wrote about 10 things down, but six is a good number because it doesn't distract you from like all the other things. Um, but it's also, it's enough that you kind of have to reach for it. The next piece is uh, plan how much time you're going to allocate to each one of those tasks. In this case, this, this girl that I was trying to help get more involved with this group and enjoy it because it was a really fun experience. Like the Mexico trips were amazing every time she, uh, she had 20 minutes of her time. Like I was going to give her 20 minutes to make sure that she would be happy and involved. Um, a tip for that one, Chet's advice would be to write down realistically how much time you're going to spend. Be realistic. If it's going to take an hour, write it down. Don't think, oh, it should take an hour, but because I'm, I'm going to be really fast and effective tomorrow, I'm going to get it done in 30 minutes. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Um, take, take the time you think it's going to take. The last, or not the last one, but the next piece is after you have that time allocated on the list of those six things, plan the day around it. Plan the day around those six things and stick to that schedule. Um, yeah, the, the, as you write for that plan, um, the beauty of it is as you plan your day, you'll be able to cross off those things. And that actually makes you feel like you're, you're doing something, that you're being effective and you're moving on. Then... After you've planned your day around that, you need to ask yourself 
what the priority really is. Where did you put the most difficult task? Where did you put it? Where'd you put the easiest task? And on the last, the previous podcast, we talked about making sure you put the, the hardest thing first, the whole 80-20 rule again. Um, you know, 20% of your effort is responsible for about 80% of your success. So if you're putting the hardest thing last, the hardest thing is most likely the one's going to bring the most benefit. Don't put it last. You're going to get tired. Attrition, daily attrition is a real thing. So don't do that. You need to put that first. Uh, I think the, in this case, this, this girl, she turned up to take more time than necessary. I'm actually happy she wasn't first. That would have taken way too much energy that didn't need to be taken. <laughs> and not that she's not an important or great person. She was. She was just fantastic. And then the last thing on this list, you know, so we have the make a list, plan how much time it's going to take, plan the day around it, prioritize which one those are. And then the sixth thing is ask yourself, will it hurt me to throw this away? Of those lists, what are those of, of that list? What are the things that you can just get rid of that don't need to take effect? Um, in this case, I had to literally ask her point blank, can you get out of my car? Because I need to leave. There's more I need to do. Granted, what I could have done is got out of my car, walked around, opened up her door, and walked her to her door. Be like, hey, great, have a good night. But I wasn't that smart. <laughs> well, so Neil, it sounds like it, it sounds like these tips really uh, the application of these is how to get rid of attractive women. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I, I think we could do a podcast on that one. <laughs> I've I I don't know why people have been willing to like spend time with me. It's like but you you are by far out of my league. But okay, thank you for your charity. Um, <laughs> let's let's move on. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say it. But with me having just said all that, Megs, I know you have like your, your checklist manifesto. I'm curious to hear yeah. how it compares with the things that we just discussed. Yes. So um, when I became a product manager uh, almost a year ago, um, I was kind of thrown into the job with no previous product manager experience. Um, I had been helping the previous product manager uh, do his job, but I hadn't fully been a product manager before. And I was given a portfolio with multiple products, which usually is given to a product manager that has like 10 years experience under their belt and things like that. But at Brigham Young University, we're a little strapped for resources. And so I got all the communications products. So I have phones and two-way radios and Slack and Zoom and Microsoft Teams. Um, and so managing all of that, I learned pretty quickly that I needed to make checklists. And um, mm. about two or three years ago, I read the book, The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. I probably just totally butchered his name. Um, but he... It's spelled just like it sounds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is a surgeon and he's made a bunch, he has a bunch of bestseller books. Um, so about morality, different things. And he um, talks about all sorts of different fields in business, you know, healthcare, uh, the Navy, military, just normal businesses, and how checklists can help them, um, how they can bring about striking improvements in lots of different fields. Um, the big one that he talks about is how the World Health Organization um, was able to decrease death rates in hospitals just by 
having checklists of what doctors and nurses and everyone that enters a person's room does mm. before and after they enter a patient's hospital room. So it's pretty thrilling. Um, so checklists literally will save people's lives. Yes, they can. <laughs> um, and I've seen that myself personally with um, my engineers that do changes on campus. If they have a checklist that they can go through and say, these are all the steps that I need to do to execute a change versus when they don't, uh, the change usually goes better or worse, depending on that. Also, I just have a million things to do. And so <laughs> I had to make checklists and I haven't been doing a good job at making checklists since I've been working at home. And I have noticed that things are falling through the cracks because I am not making checklists. So mm -hmm. actually today is like a catch up day where I'm going through my emails and seeing, oh my gosh, which customers didn't I help that I should have helped a week ago and mm -hmm. things like that. So it's my catch up day to start making some more checklists again to yeah. be more productive. You, you actually bring up a valid point and in yesterday's discussion, Megs, like, thank you. Thank you for your insights. Let me just say that first here. I'm sorry about that. Um, we talk about the whole, oh, the got a, got a moment meetings, those, those things that just take a minute or two that caught that, that cause distractions that end up taking you away from the other things that you need to do. And the checklist is your way to reorient yourself because some of those got a minute meetings will have to happen. Yeah. Like, like in this case where you guys are working from home, you know, and you have kids and your kid spills chocolate milk all over the carpet. That's not something you want to wait for five hours to go clean up because it's going to smell really bad in two, yes. 30 minutes. It's going to smell bad. And so that's where it's like, okay, I have to push pause here to clean this up. Um, but then as soon as, soon as you've, you've had those issues, like, okay, clean it up back on the checklist. Where was I? I can move on. Yeah. Um, one also, another tool that's really been helpful to me is um, from Stephen Covey and it's his, let me make sure I don't butcher this name, the time management matrix. And so yes. as you're prioritizing yeah. stuff, you, you um, see if it's urgent or not urgent versus important and not important. And occasionally, like, at least in my job, because I'm in a big organization, I will get some urgent, not important items from executives that I have to step away and do just because they're an executive. Um, mm -hmm. And just like the child that spills, you know, chocolate milk all over the floor, um, you have to kind of step away and then be good at getting back to your checklist after. Yeah. Yeah. I really like those insights. Thank you so much. James. What about yourself? Any insights from your, your genius? Yeah, the checklists, uh, they have literally saved my career as well. So when I got hired at DigiCert doing user experience design, I was the only UX designer in the whole company. And I had to support multiple different products, just like Megan has to. And um, I had to make a checklist of everything that needed to be done on all these products and then prioritize which piece I was going to do first that would make the biggest impact on the company and on the products. And so, so really, if you want to be effective and get things done, checklists and what Megan talked about, the time, what was it called? The time management matrix. Time management matrix. Those things mm -hmm. are critical. Yeah. And I think you can actually go find the time management rate matrix on the internet. Um, it's a, it's a wonderful visual. Uh, yeah, no, that's oh, time management. So, if I can just wrap up, I think we kind of just 
like almost kicking a dead horse at this point of with checklists and time management for the listener, you guys seriously challenge you right now to make this list six things, um, plan your day around it and then prioritize. Where did you put, which one did you prioritize the most? Why was that? Which one's going to be the hardest? Why isn't that one higher on your list and priority? And then ask yourself of that list, what are some things that you can just get rid of that aren't quite necessary? Um, that are just more, uh, I'll just do this because it's going to take up time. Um, I highly, I would highly recommend doing that because just like in my story with the Mexico thing or with Megan's, you know, working for that, your, your giant organization and trying to get everyone on remote working, uh, working remotely, let me clarify. And then with James in your situation of being the only uh, designer without the list, you can lose time. And in this case, as you're trying to start your company and things like that, time is the only thing you, you actually have. It's, you know, you, you, there's a good chance you don't have a lot of money to go spend because money frees up time. But if you don't have that, you have to use your time to create the wealth. So with that, use these, use this checklist, use the, the, I apologize, the stubbornness, the pigheaded stubbornness and discipline um, and determination to really save your time, create your own time machine so you can move on and get things done as fast as, po- as, fast as possible. Cool. Um, and with that, I've Great. got nothing more guys. Thanks for letting me just yeah, pontificate. Yeah, that was fabulous. If, if you want to drill down deeper into time management, you can always, um, we talked about James Clear yesterday. He's someone who specializes in habit mm-hmm. building and time management. Feel free to check out jamesclear.com. Um, he's got a lot of great tips and tricks as well. So hopefully this was useful for you and um, look forward to hearing your feedback. Please let us know if there's anything you'd like to hear more of or what you like or didn't like. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you next time, y'all, or talk to you next time. Yeah. yeah.